0: rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Everyone, it's Natalina with Rise Up for You. Welcome if this is your first time listening to our podcast, and thank you for coming back if you're a consistent listener. Today we have a really important episode. We are going to be talking about negative body image and hating ourselves and our body, and how to break that mental cycle. We are all guilty of it, including myself. And today, hopefully, our episode will be able to spread a little bit of light and help us get over that or take positive steps to thinking great about ourselves. Today we have Jessica Neeland, a certified personal trainer, fitness expert and blogger. She is the creator of Remodel Fitness and it is her deepest wish to help women everywhere harness the inherent power that they either don't know is inside of them or don't feel like they deserve to tap into. She uses fitness to encourage a strong sense of self-worth and foster body positivity and self-acceptance along the way. She has worked incredibly hard and she's been featured in magazines such as Women's Health, InStyle, Shape, and Teen Vogue. And last year's Shape Magazine named Jessica one of the 50 hottest trainers in America. We're lucky to have Jessica here with us today to talk with us about hating your body, getting those negative thoughts out of our mind, and learning how to take care of ourselves and come from a place of pleasure and true transformation from the inside. Rise Up For You and enjoy this episode. Hi, Jessica. Thank you for joining us. If you can tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do.
1: Um, sure. So I, um, let's see, I grew up upstate New York. I moved to New York City to be an actor and then uh, decided that I didn't want to do that anymore um, and got a job as a trainer at some point, uh, turned that into a career So I've been a trainer for over seven years now, Um, and I'd been living in New York City for nine years, but I just moved out uh, two months ago, so now I'm a nomad, and that's why I'm (laughs) in Montana at the moment. Um, And then, uh, I guess almost three years ago now, I launched Remodel Fitness, which is my brand, uh, which is online. It's a blog. I also do online coaching, um, and it's all about helping women specifically feel empowered through... uh, strength training and fitness instead of, um, you know, trying to change their bodies to feel good enough. I feel very strongly that they need to believe they're good enough in order to both see changes and also just to have the high quality of life that they're craving and seeking by wanting to change themselves in the first place. Um, so it's a lot about working with body image and, um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of strength training. So those two things are tied very tightly together with the work that I do.
0: Okay, and what's the number one thing that you struggle with um, as a woman while you're working out and maintaining your shape?
1: Um, that's a great question. I was reading reading through the questions, and I I, I don't think I struggle with anything. I I was struggling to come up with an answer for that question.
0: Um, (laughs) well, what do you, what do you notice in other women that you think is their struggle or that you can see that is like the identifying pattern that, you know, the reason why they're not really achieving their success in health and fitness is because of this reason.
1: Yeah. Um, that's, that's easy there. Well, there's so many, I guess, patterns, but, uh, one of the biggest ones that I see for women is that they, are so anxious to change themselves immediately. You know, it comes from this, like, I hate the way my body looks right now, uh, sort of very negative place. So they're very anxious to make changes and they change everything all at once. You know, they start a diet, they go to the gym, they, they do all this stuff. They, they vow to drink a certain amount of, uh, glasses of water every day or whatever it is, you know, um, because they get this rush of motivation that comes from not feeling, uh, like their body's, Look good, and really not liking how they're they're looking or feeling. so one of the problems uh, or struggles that I see most often is that they, Um, they tend to hate the way their body looks. It comes from this really negative place, and so they put into place a a ton of changes all at once, like a new workout program, a new diet plan, um, what have you, just with a whole bunch of different moving parts. And they can hold that or they can maintain that for a little while because they're super motivated from this negative place of like, you know, I really, really want to change my body. Um, But it's very difficult to sustain it because it was just too much, and so as one or two of those habits drop off, they often drop everything off completely and now they've made no progress uh so instead of changing one by one habits really slowly um the the biggest struggle I see for women getting results is that it comes from a negative like I hate my body place and then they try to change too many things at once and then it all kind of falls apart and they've gotten nowhere and it's a very frustrating cycle that I see
0: Right, and it not only does it come from a negative place of wanting to change their body image, but the majority of the time they want to change their body image for others because they think that others will accept them more.
1: Uh, yeah, I would definitely agree that uh, the majority of of people who want to feel better about how they look, it definitely comes from uh, belief that that you know that it comes for wanting to please other people, a belief that maybe it'll. Uh, get them a better mate or get them a better job. And, you know, there are certain truths to things like that um, because of the biases that we have in our society. So I understand where that comes from, but that can't be the driving force behind why you're motivated to take care of yourself or it it will never last.
0: Okay. So you're, you're talking about this, uh, you know, sticking to a workout and self-care plan that it has to come from a place of love with, which I totally agree with you. So how, how do they do that? How do any women that are listening, how do they get that place of love for, for their body so that they can achieve their goals when it comes to health and fitness?
1: Well, the work that I do with clients is always like trying to, approach it from both sides. So on the one side, I think it's incredibly, uh, confidence boosting and empowering to see that your body is changing, uh, through workouts and through getting stronger and things like that. So I always have them doing empowering movement. Uh, it's a big part of the programs that I do. And then on the other hand is they have to work on that inner stuff and figure out, Hey, why do I believe that like leaner equals better? Or if I lose weight, you know, someone will love me, like somebody really, you know, people really believe those things and you have to deal with that directly. With my clients, I always approach it from both sides of the equation. On the one side, I have them focus on the process of working out instead of the outcome. And I always help them get stronger and really pay attention to increases in strength and that being progress instead of progress looking like um, aesthetic changes. And then on the inner work, that's hard. That's hard
0: to uh, change that mentality from aesthetic to inner
1: my gosh it's so hard I mean that it's a huge part of the work it's certainly nothing like you can't flip a switch and be like okay now I just don't care about that I'll focus on this other thing right um and and that's the thing with all this work is like it takes time yeah you know I I wish I could just change it but um but it's always a process uh it takes time and practice um and then with the inner work we deal directly with like why you believe you know where those beliefs come from that let's say having a flat stomach would get you a boyfriend. You know, that's something that needs to kind of be dealt with directly um, for a lot of people before you can actually let go of those beliefs and and trying to focus on other things about you that make you extremely valuable and um, your gifts and strengths and things that are wonderful about you that aren't related to how you look um, or how people, you know, view you. So yeah, it's twofold.
0: I have a struggle with this constantly. I just... Um, and it's not about other people for me. It's really not, um, cause I really don't care, you know, how they see me as my body image, but I feel awful if I gain, if I'm at a certain weight or I feel awful if I mm-hmm. haven't worked out. And so for me, it's, it's partly aesthetic too, because I feel like if my stomach is popping out, like I just don't feel like I look the best that I can be for me.
1: Yeah. And that's in like a lifetime of unlearning, you know, because we've all been taught that that that's how it is, that, like, a certain type of body or a certain way of looking is better, you know?
0: Right. So what what are some tips that we can do to, to help ourselves, to help ourselves menta- uh, mentally and to try to break through that?
1: Um, well, one of my biggest ones is just focusing on getting stronger. Like I said, um, I think most workouts and most fitness stuff that are sold to you are pretty much always being sold from the point of view of, like, you can do this to look better, um, and I, I just I disagree with that as a form of motivation in the long term. So I like to try to find ways of really motivating from the inside, like noticing how you feel, tuning into the process, and again um, noticing where you've gotten better or more more skilled or more strong because those are ways of like just other feedback than how you look. Um, so that's a really big one for for when I work with clients.
0: I was just um, talking. That, I mean. Oh, sorry. I was just talking with some of my girlfriends about it that, um, like when we watch TV, for example, and they, they have a commercial, um, for a gym or for fitness, the majority of the time they're selling the product or the gym from an aspect of look hot, get that bikini body. Very rarely do I see any commercials that are, you know, come to the gym so that you can help your health so that you can achieve a longer, you know, more energy so that you can have, you know, a a longer life in the end. You know, it's, it's never from that approach.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And because, you know, marketing marketers know what sells and that's part of the problem is it does sell what sells. That's what we get inundated with. And then that's what we all believe the main point of working out is when that's really selling ourselves short. I mean, we have these incredible bodies capable of amazing things, experiences and skills. And if the main form of movement that we do is trying to get rid of fat like that to me is such a bummer. You know, we're just, we're worth so much more than that.
0: Right. So what can we do to, what can we do to start this process? So now if I'm a woman and I'm listening and I'm like, okay, I want to get healthy. I want to get healthy for me. And I, and I, it's not about aesthetics, but I want to feel good internally. What do I do? Do I hit the gym five times a week? Do I go four times a week? Do I start with something that's a little more subtle
1: um, I always tell people to start wherever they are because if you attempt to do something that's above your uh, your limit of what you're ready for, you're gonna you're gonna end up feeling like a failure. So starting with smaller and slower steps than you think is necessary is a really good way to ensure long lasting success with that plan. So if somebody has never worked out before me telling them, yep, great, your new plan is to go to the gym five days a week and start counting your macronutrients or something is going to be too a difficult. Pr- pretty much guaranteed that it's going to fall apart. You know, They might right. stick to it for a while, but um, you know, they won't have learned how to integrate those new healthy habits with their lifestyle yet. So those things take time and starting slow and starting small and making sure it's achievable and you can get early success. That's, those are the keys to making sure that it actually lasts.
0: Okay, great, and so can I ask you, can I backtrack just a little bit? What, how did you get in, how did you get into this field? Like what's your journey to landing into health and fitness? Did you always have this passion, or was it something that you noticed with you know the people that surrounded you?:
1: um, Yeah, good question. So I was never athletic. I didn't do any sports or anything. I hated gym class. It's probably the only class I ever skipped in high school. Um, and yeah, I, I was, I came from a, a not at all interested in this stuff background, but I did because I was doing musical theater. I did a dance program, uh, that I loved and I, I transformed my body over the course of the year. It was a full-time dance program. And that was the first time that I kind of realized, wow, I'm, I was shocked by how empowering it was to feel the changes in your body and to learn new skills and realize like I have way more, um, power over this stuff than I, I even knew, you know, I think it really shows you where you had believed you were limited, but actually aren't, you know, it breaks down a lot of those barriers to see um, yourself get stronger physically. So that was kind of where I was interested in the body and, and what it's capable of. But it wasn't until a few years later, I, I actually just needed a job and a buddy of mine worked at a gym and said, Hey, you should, you know, come on in, they need female trainers. Um, and I, I showed up and the guy was like, do you, do you have a certification? I was like, nope. This, like, didn't work out. I said, no. Um, but they needed, they needed women because so many women were joining. I mean, this was, this was over seven years ago and it was kind of like people, women were starting to join the gym and wanted training. Uh, and so they just needed to keep up with that because they were asking for female trainers. And so the first couple years I was just you know, shadowing people. I got my certification. I was learning to take clients. And somewhere in there, I realized I really, really loved working one-on-one with people. I loved getting to help guide them into feeling great in their bodies. Um, and being the person who is there with them going, you know, you're not broken and, and I can show you how, because so many people feel like their bodies are broken. And in fact, they just don't know how to use them yet. Um, so that was, I fell in love with it, uh, pretty quickly. Yeah.
0: I love that. Well, I just have a couple more questions that I usually end with here. Um, I wanted to know what's one thing that you have accomplished that you're proud of that maybe the majority of the people wouldn't know about.
1: Yeah, I'm super transparent on social media. So I don't think there's anything <laughs> that you wouldn't know about if you followed me there. Um, but I recently did a TEDx talk uh, and that I'm very, very proud of. I'd never done a speaking engagement before. Um, and I was very scared and uh, I think it turned out really well. And it's not up online yet, but um, when it is, I'll probably share it with people. But I love that. What's the topic? Recent. And uh, Yeah. Uh, they told me I could write about anything I wanted in the realm of body positivity. So uh, the title of it was The Case for Radical Vanity. Um, and I was kind of making the argument that trying to be modest about ourselves, it has not, it has not been working. And we have this epidemic of uh, negative body image and low self-esteem among women right now. Um, so let's go the other way and really, yeah, like stop being afraid of coming off as full of ourselves or vain, um, and just embrace that you know, like the the crossover of confidence that for a woman comes off as kind of negative, right? Um, yeah.
0: What uh, What's one thing that you do in your life consistently that helps you get a positive rise in your life, like that may, that maybe helps develop you every day or?
1: Um so other than working out which is a huge one um so how I
0: often do you work out? You work out every day or
1: Oh god no. Um I lift weights <laughs> well when I was in New York City I would do 4 days a week of lifting weights and that was it and my other 3 days were rest days. Um but now because I've been I'm a nomad so I kind of just do whatever I can whenever I can. Um but it's been less. It's probably been like I don't know. I guess two or three days a week. It's been kind of a bummer because sometimes I just can't get myself somewhere where it's possible. Right. Um, but I like, I like about four days a week when I'm in a consistent groove because that's where my body feels best. Okay. Um, and it clears my head and it just energizes me and makes me feel great. And I was going to say another one, which I'm really excited about. So I used to struggle. I read fiction constantly, um, which I don't know if it gives a rise in my life, but I just really enjoy it. But I really <laughs> struggled to read nonfiction, even though there was all this stuff that I really wanted. You know, I wanted the information in my head, but I just, I, it's like I couldn't make my brain focus to sit down and read nonfiction. But I just discovered Audible a few months ago, and this is changing my life. Oh, yeah. So now I get to listen to nonfiction while I'm, like, taking the dog for a walk or, you know, just, like, cleaning the room or whatever I'm doing. I get to hear this stuff and it's just been amazing. I'm like voracious about it lately because all of a sudden there's all these books I get to get done. Um, It's been so awesome. I feel like my my life has improved so much from it.
0: See, I'm the opposite. I can't do fiction at all. Like I cannot focus when I'm reading a fictional book, (laughs) but I love nonfiction. I love biography. (laughs)
1: Yes. And I, I would always struggle and people would be like, oh my God, you're going to love this book. And they'd give me books and I would just, you know, I'd read the back or I'd read the first chapter and I'd go, I really do love that. But like, I just can't make myself read it. Um, I would I would read a paragraph and fall asleep or, like, find something else to do. Um, but when I'm listening to it, I can focus a lot better. And I'm, there's just all these awesome self-development books out there that are, like, blowing my mind right now. So that definitely has improved my life.
0: Awesome. I love that. So thank you again for joining us today, yeah. Jessica. It's been a pleasure. And I know that... Um the positive body image is, is obviously a struggle for a lot of women. And I'm hoping that those listening can hopefully make that step towards being more positive about the way that they look for their health and for their fitness. If you guys want to stay connected to Jessica, you can check out her website at com. You can also follow her on Twitter at jessie Neeland. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please share it. There's a ton of people out there that are dealing with negative body image, and we want to make sure we can spread this message. Check us out at www.riseupforyou.com for new articles, different podcasts that you might have missed. Other than that, we'd love to see you on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, and now Instagram. Thank you for your support. Again, we appreciate you joining us. Rise Up For You, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.